0: Hey, remember to subscribe and follow my podcast so when I release a new episode you get a notification. And follow me on Instagram, Yes, Oliver. I am very active on there. Have a great day and enjoy the episode. What I've noticed um, since um, the lockdown is starting to ease is that a lot of people are seeming to be... They don't really care as much as they used to. So all the things they used to be so hyped up about, got to get to the gym, got to do that, got to do this we've been forced to stop thinking outwards and just sit inwards for the first time ever to the point where our active brain doesn't seek anything else anymore and then when you start mm. to go in you you actually find it quite peaceful and, and joyful not always having to do something like for example my mum's always always going to the gym always doing this always doing that she can't do any of that so you're forced to just surrender to yourself it's almost like giving up to a battle that you didn't want to give up to but it's your own battle
1: that's you've been your experience
0: uh my, not my experience i'm just observing other people like active people oh, like I no see. System,
1: just I've definitely yeah i've definitely seen that i've definitely seen some of that but i've also seen some of the opposite i've seen some deep inner resistance to being quiet to being still and i've seen a lot of avoidant Uh, tactics or avoidant mechanisms namely um, within the realm of drug use or alcohol use for example which is a big part of my story and I do know that a lot of people are really struggling with what you're uh, defining as surrender
0: yeah um... It is nice to see there's obviously two halves of types of people. There's the people who are always needing to do something and there's the other half just so content meditating that they don't really have the drive to do anything. A lot of most of the people, they're always active and it is nice to see active people having to stop and just sit in their own space for the first time, especially when those types of people are often chasing something else to give them that fulfillment there searching for so it's like the universe always has a way of making you find what you're truly looking for by bringing something in or taking something away it always balances itself out i find
1: yeah the universe will often organize itself to provide you with an opportunity to take your next step in your evolutionary growth right but i do uh like again i really understand that people are having wildly different experiences with this thing and i certainly understand that some people are taking this as an opportunity but i also believe that there are many many people who are seeing this as a huge setback and i think it is a matter of perspective i think exactly like you're, you're saying like you're referencing the you know people that want to go go to the gym and they want to go out and they want to do all these things and now they're forced to stop and first forced to change course, but the new course that you take is still yours. That's still your choice. You can continue to perpetuate the story that, you know, the, the pandemic is so awful and, you know, I lost my job and all these things are not going my way. Or you can turn that around and say, what part of me is being called to show up, right? Like what part, who do I want to be in response to the situation that's arisen?
0: I have never had a relationship and I've been, I've I've always understood why, because I'm a strong energy and you need to have someone on the same page, otherwise you just won't work. And observing relationships, obviously people want love and they want sex. But when you actually dive into actual relationships, there's not much sex happening, maybe in the early stages. And the love is based on two dependent people. And so it's almost like if you want that feeling of love and dependency, you need all the other shit that comes with it. You need to just agree to them to make them happy. You need to go along and do stuff. And then when you take that all away, you're left with an independent person. And an independent person can't be asked of any of this shit. And because they're so independent, they kind of don't want any... It's like once you realise how freeing it is, being content by yourself, you don't want all the other shit, which means you don't really get... Sex because you're not with anybody and then if you find somebody mm-hmm. to have sex with Unless you are kind of on the same page as them It'll just be a one night stand so you're back to square one again And I've re- I was having a poo today and I was really thinking this Really deeply I've never had a relationship I want love I want sex when you have sex with somebody who knows you are Kind of got a lot to give and you're not going to be there the next day Because they don't see themselves as the same they are not there again But then when you have a one night stand they're essentially a stranger And you want a loving connection so you can't mm-hmm. create that with a stranger. So then you find the love situation. And the more content you are by yourself, the higher the energy, the more you need an equal match. They're mm-hmm. rare. Most people don't love themselves. So they're not on a higher frequency anyway. So if you are on a high frequency, it's rare to find somebody else up there. Again, so that doesn't exist and then you go down to okay so a dependent person needs you shows a lot of love and affection to you that's love but then they could be needy and dependent on you which drains you and brings you down so then it causes arguments which creates an imbalance of the energy and the mood changes so there's no love and there's arguments so you're back to square one again and what i realize is that we're just a lion hunting migrating fucking when it comes along and then it dies and that what we see is based on a perception. We watch a film, we see romantic scenes. We look at our grandparents, for example, who pretty much had fuck all to do apart from get up, go for a walk, because there (laughs) wasn't anything to do. So they're so close together all the time doing fuck all, that natural instincts kick in and they start having sex, hence why they had like 10 kids back in their day, right? These days, our brains constantly occupy with everything else, GM, Xbox, TV, Netflix, got to do something, that you never have time for your sexual energies to build up. And. And and then obviously you've got the financial situation where people only really get together because they kind of want their own place and they can't afford their own place by themselves. So they're not really independent within their mind. And so you take this all away and you look at you see like out in the street, people holding hands, people kissing, you see the the highs, but the things you want to see. You don't see what happens when you go back and. Effort making a meal and putting it in the dishwasher and like who clears up the place. You don't see all of that So we see it and we think it exists love and sex but really when you dissect everyone's relationship the sex doesn't really happen and The love's only there because a dependency is there where you need somebody. So really love and relationships aren't part of nature It's man-made like you look at energy in the stars you attract and then you repel so nothing stays together so when it, because when it does, it repels. So it's all about the chase. It's about that lion getting to the mate. It's the energy attracting, and then it repels, and then the same thing happens to the other energy over there. So it's this constant attract to repel, attract to repel. But when it repels, it does it immediately. But it might take a long time to attract translate that to like humans and physical things we're just like plants the next seed goes to the next bit of pollen and then it creates nothing stays the same and we see everything the same houses stay the same relationships our parents together so we think it exists but really
1: it doesn't that's an interesting line of of theory and i would challenge i thought about that yeah I would challenge at least a couple of the notions that um, there isn't any sex or there isn't any love in relationships and that people always are about the chase and, you know, end up propelling each other. Because I do know many healthy, happy, monogamous couples um, that are together 30, 40 years. And there's lots of vibrancy, right? There's lots of intimacy in certain in certain partnerships. Now, of course, not everyone is having this experience. But what I did hear is that. You, you believe that you are on one particular level, right? One emotional vibrational frequency, and that it's hard to find people on that level. But I would question how many like, dates you've gone on, how many women you've approached, how many you know, maybe swipes you've matched on, on Tinder or whatever dating app, and how many attempts you've made. Because a, a lot of my experience in like, dating and relationships and intimacy and sex happened as a result of practice. And I screwed up or I failed, you know, and I use those two terms loosely. I, I tried and I didn't have the success that I wanted to many, many times before I started to figure out who I was actually deeply aligned with. So, you know, that would be my question because I, I hear and I understand that you haven't had a relationship, but you also want to have a relationship. So there's a space there. And the question is how to cross that space and how to move from this experience into the other experience that you would just prefer to be having.
0: Yeah, so it's almost like I, I always um, try and find out where mistakes are made so I don't make them again. So I'm talking about when I was 21. I'm 27 now. I'm talking about 21 when I realized it all. It's just I'm aware of the process so I don't force anything anymore. So I just keep mm-hmm. going 27 years later whatever. But I realized that if you don't think the same, obviously no one is exactly the same and nobody thinks exactly the same, but if you don't see the same or think the same, you're constantly imbalanced. You're constantly surrendering something to, to, to align the other person. Um and a lot of relationships these days, because and when I say a lot and everyone, I don't mean like no one's having sex, no one's been intimate. I mean mm-hmm. the majority of a typical relationship, people don't have sex. So I see never get married because of sex stops. Obviously it's it's not a hundred percent right. But mm-hmm. in gen- generalizing, um and it all comes down to when I look back, why was I never able to connect with people back in my younger days? It's because I was always mm-hmm different. I always thought different. They always kind of followed the groups and their mindset was made up of all those things in that group. I was never part of those groups. So my mindset was how to make money. Like, is there a God? Why does this happen? Like, so it was a different vibration. So no matter how good looking I was, how good looking they were, how we found each other sexually attractive. When you are in like, say, back of their house and you're having conversations, the conversations don't flow because you're not in sync or you always have an answer and these people for example don't have an answer so you become like a superior thing to them which makes them feel uncomfortable because you're not equal because no one's superior or inferior but if you always have an answer and you're kind of always parenting them with like wisdom you feel imbalanced and somebody says to me once you don't fuck your mother so a lot of men have their wives partners mothering them because they're used to their mother mothering them Mm -hmm. hence why you could say a lot of sex doesn't happen because they're always making the dinner always doing the beds and that's just the role that has followed through from the generation before um yeah what's your thoughts on that
1: yeah, yeah. I, I see where you're coming from and I, I see the, the like polarity shift right between the masculine and the feminine. And you know, when it when it really comes down to it, like again, if if I'm having an experience where I don't presently have a relationship, there are likely obstacles in my way, right? Um, the the question that I wanted to follow up with that is is there anyone in your field? Like is there anyone like friend or you know, on like Instagram or or that you're aware of that might be an ideal partner?
0: So I have always been an individual person. I've always done what I want. I've never fitted into anyone or anything. Ironically, I, I kind of, I see everything from a third dimension as well as from my own perspective. So I don't just see it from my perspective. I see it from another dimension and then I see it from mm-hmm. mine and I merge it all together. So I have answers why and why not, but I also know for my own self, I'd like it, but I also know why I can't have it. So I'm mm-hmm. not delusional with why things happen or don't happen. In terms of that, Yeah, I've got many soulmates, people I've connected with deeply and they've come and they've gone. And a twin flame for me is someone on the top of the pyramid who is kind of the nearest energy match to you. Mm -hmm. What I I find and have found is that the higher in energy you have, kind of the more shit you've been through growing up, right? Because most people set the same vibration, their problems stay the same. But if you've had problems and you're dealing with them, you raise your vibration and you come out of the pack of people who just... They just live with their nonsense and their shit. So you, you free yourself, you forgive yourself, you let go and whatever. So your energy vibrates on a high frequency as you raise up. So the higher up you go, you could say the more problems somebody has, has had, because the more you let go, the higher you come. And most people just sit in their problems. So you're left with people up there who either have dealt with all their shit and they're karma-free and they're pure souls, or you're left with people who kind of have had such a traumatic past and have dealt with a lot of their shit, but there's still something that they haven't dealt with because it, it's so it it's so it hurts. it's mm-hmm. so like it had a massive effect on their life. So it's kind of like you deal with ninety percent of the shit, but that other ten percent is just so painful that you just don't bother. So you raise your energy because you've ninety percent healed just have more than other people, but that ten percent is often equivalent to not doing anything at all because it's like the first yeah. thing that you should have done because it's the ones that hurt the <laughs> most so the now if i'm on that frequency we i may be spiritually aligned with that person but if they've got an underlining issue that they're not dealing with the, it's going to crumble at some point so you're going up and you're going up but you can't really connect because it's going to crumble um mm. and that's that's the situation with me is that i connect with all these people but because they've still got another issue they're trying to deal with but they can't but they're still mm. free enlightened people it's hard to really connect on that level because it's always they're trying to heal themselves, they're trying to do that. And so they're not really present. It's mm-hmm. it's fucking like like especially for me, it's like it's like having God and having Satan as well. You yeah. know what I mean?
1: So so do they block the connection or do you?
0: It's me being aware of why somebody can't open up because I know that I, why I couldn't open up, because I see myself and other yeah. people. We're all on the same journey, which is just raising a vibration, yeah. right? So I see cool. people on a low vibration, those who are stuck, those who are trying to get there, those who have made it, whatever.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I Because I, I freed myself at 21, which I know is a very young age mm-hmm. compared to the rest of humanity. And again, it's a gift, but it's also unfortunate because what comes with a lot of wisdom is that you... You do become out of sync with people, so you don't really connect with anyone. Hence why well, I'm just a free spirit going around the world, doing what I'm doing. I don't really connect with anyone, even though I can connect with everyone. So it's really, I don't connect mm-hmm. with, I connect with everyone, but I don't mm-hmm. connect to anyone because it's, you know what I mean? Um,
1: and are you at all afraid of connecting to someone deeper?
0: No, Having no, no, deep? no, I want to. It's just other people can't connect okay. deeper with me because they have to, essentially, if someone's in pain, I've got to set them free, right? But again, works. you can't parent your partner because otherwise, you don't. You can't be intimate because as I said you don't fuck your mother, and people have yeah. to get there themselves. And people don't like people seeing their pain. It feels uncomfortable. So I had I used to be like all my friends growing up, right?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And they saw that they were never going to be like as free as me and they were never going to be able to set themselves free. So I started mm-hmm. to heal them and stuff. And the more I healed them, the mm-hmm. more I saw their pain. And I stopped seeing them. They just stopped seeing me because they knew I knew their pain and it felt uncomfortable, the fact that they mm-hmm. were vulnerable and I knew their pain, basically. And so they just stopped seeing me. Pretty much anyone I tried to heal, they disappeared. Not because I didn't want to see them. It's just that I grew and I tried mm-hmm. to bring them with me but the, yeah. I, they so, knew I saw their pain and they ran. It really is so, a fucking, it really is like, it really is.
1: So maybe your said, practice is to not heal these people. Maybe your practice is just hold someone in their imperfection, right? Hold someone in their pain. Like the last time or the next time you have a, a potential to establish a ra- relationship or a partnership, maybe you just allow them to, to be exactly as they are, you know, in pain, suffering in turmoil, whatever it is, without trying to heal them. It seems to be that
0: if I am going to be with anyone, it's going to be somebody who has pain. I know they have pain. They know they have pain. And the pain's too hard to deal with. So just kind of be there. Otherwise, it's just like the same pattern happening all over again, whether mm-hmm. you want a low frequency with somebody or on a high frequency. And I seem, that seems to be the only way just – just accepting people even though i can heal them and i want to heal them they have to heal themselves and essentially you just have to go through lots of different people give as much love as you can and those who are happy for you to know their pain and and still want to be there give your love until they're not there mm-hmm. um, and that essentially is comes down to somebody who's kind of dependent needs emotional support knows you might not be there forever but is, is willing to accept the love there and then essentially it's going to be multiple relationships
1: because likely one maybe
0: party,
1: huh yeah likely maybe and i was also going to suggest that for a lot of people their standard is too low and they're in relationships and they're dating people that um you know are dragging them down or weighing them down and for others it's possible that the standard is too high That we're looking for a level of perfection and a a person that is totally and completely healed. And we're unwilling, based on our own egoic nature, to engage in a relationship with someone who is sick or suffering. So you can play with your standards, right? Like You can look at someone and be like, you're awful because of A, B, and C, but I'm going to love you and accept you anyway, which would be a really important practice for you.
0: Absolutely agree. Like, it's all man-made, as I said. Wanting sex, within relationships, it's man-made based on what you've seen. And in reality, it doesn't really exist. If you dissect, as I said, all relationships, you get a lot of sex, you get too much love, you get none, this, whatever. And so, as you said, because it is man-made, we can choose whether we go for good-looking people, ugly people, fat people. You can choose. Literally, you've got no leg, but I'm going to love you. And they will love you so much, probably more than some blonde person with big tits, right? So, therefore, it Likely. is a choice. What do you want out of a relationship? Is it sex? Is it love? Is it um, appreciation? Is it serving? Is it the reaction? You literally can choose. And I think that that is the answer. Choosing choosing somebody based on what you want, but realizing you're not going to get everything that you want. So it's like, do I want Chinese Indian or McDonald's? I can choose. Mm. I could have mm. McDonald's this week, Chinese next week, you know? I could have this girl with no leg, that girl with big tits next week. And if the Chinese is shit, I'll go back to the Indian. If the sex was good because she's got one leg, I'll go back to the blonde. But if she's a fucking annoying prick, I'll go for the one leg person. It's all a balance. So you you're right, actually. It's
1: So it's Oliver, a let me ask let me ask, because this is an important question that I've been considering a lot. What do you think the purpose is of a relationship? Like a romantic partnership? What do you see as the reason why you might get into a relationship?
0: For me, I, a relationship for me is about making that person feel or making that person vibrate at the highest frequency possible. and when they are in their, and when you are in your presence, you feel that vibration, which increases your vibration, which increases mm. their vibration. So for me, intimacy not sex intimacy love mm-hmm. kissing touching playing for three hours not just fucking and go making dinner right touching kissing stroking just in that moment like just legs rubbing that high intensity of energy stimulates me stimulates her and it's this constant yin yang ying yang ying yang so for me it's about feeling and if going out for dinner Gives you that better feeling more than sex, go out for dinner if walking in the woods gives you that higher feeling, walk in the woods if being intimate sexual in a room for three hours just with no not going out for dinner, that gives you the highest feeling and that gives them the highest feeling and they're happy just to do that without having to go out for dinner, going to the in-laws to roast dinner, going holiday, do that mm. but essentially it's just what makes you feel the best when you're with them. do they feel the same? If so, keep doing that because we're just a vibration of awareness of how we feel. And that's where you can control how you feel. I hope there's that Mm -hmm. answer.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, totally. So what I heard, what I think you said first is making the other person vibrate higher, right? Like improving the energetic quality of the other person. And then what I believe you said after that is that's going to recycle back and then make me feel better. And there's going to be this exchange and this flow of energy. And that's beautiful. But I would really focus in on what you desire out of the relationship because it's fine as a byproduct if someone else heals but again if I'm entering a relationship for the purpose of the other then it's like I'm putting the relationship up here and I'm putting my needs and values just underneath and the other persons are kind of somewhere in between and my understanding of a relationship is that it's an opportunity for me to express who and what I am. So different relationships serve different purposes based on the intention that the the two people come into the relationship with. So when I'm entering a relationship, I'm asking what part of me is being called to show up. For example, do I need to learn to accept and tolerate and become patient with someone and hold space for someone who's just going through a process? Or do I need courage and, you know, a, a bit of determination and focus to change right or help or heal or improve a given situation so i've got multiple different versions or parts of myself that i'm pulling from and i'm calling on and if i feel frustration arise then i'm like you know why is that what's happening there and what other part of myself can i call on in that moment so relationships are creative right they're self-expressive but it is about the individual
0: so in that case Because I'm a free person and I just used to go out when I want, go out for restaurants when I want, go to the casino when I want, go clubbing by myself when I want. It's almost like I will just do what I want when I want. If I had a friend with me, I would go with them. I'd go with them if I felt better with them. If it was the same, it would simply be a choice. But friends are about making you feel good and thinking, that was an amazing day. I love that. Let's do it again. They don't make me feel as good as I would feel by myself. There's no point doing it with a friend. So, Imagine that, whether it's with a friend or myself, I get the same feeling. What other needs do I need? Intimacy, which includes sex. So I suppose for me, a relationship with a female is... If I can go out for dinner and go to the beach and go on holiday with friends, what am I going to get specifically from a female? Intimacy and sex. So in that to your answer, I think what I'm seeking is intimacy and sex. With the mm-hmm. opportunity to do other things Should it feel good to mm-hmm. And 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 to be free and to come and go Wherever feelings are So polyogamous relationships So wherever the feeling is with that person To have sex to be with that person Have dinner with that person Go for a walk with that person The freedom to just make me feel good As often as I can Whenever the need is hmm Because I'm seriously realising now, as I'm going through and I connect with more people, like the twin flame thing, it's the same pattern, just worse. It's almost like you connect deeper, but there's bigger problems. So as again, it's like the bigger you are, the harder you fall. So mate, it feels like the only thing I haven't got right now, which I could only get through a female, is intimacy and sex, which makes me feel incredible. And makes them feel incredible, which makes me feel incredible. So maybe I need to stop trying to find this deep connection. Because you can't be intimate with somebody who's got emotional issues, for example. Rather than finding a deep connection, as you said, find somebody who can serve me in the way that I need to be served. So the intimacy and the sex. Are they okay not to get deep and open up? Some people don't Mm -hmm. want to open up. Some people don't want to do that. That's fine. And that's great. They're giving me the intimacy. So maybe I need to start not dropping my standards in terms of like looks because twin flame is not about looks it's about the connection but the connection it seems to be like the bigger the magnet the, the harder you repel so i can't be going for the twin flames anymore mm-hmm. i don't have necessarily look standards it's just if i find you attractive than i do black ginger european whatever Maybe I should start going for the se- the the sexual attraction, which I've never gone for, by the way. I've always gone for a spiritual connections. It's always been about yourself, about the looks. It's a connection. But mm-hmm. simply going down this path has literally fucking got me nowhere. So maybe I need to just go, <laughs> if I fancy you, let's have sex. And if you want to have another time, let's do it again. And if you don't, that's also fine. I have not that's tried
1: great. that. And, and, and I love the level of authenticity and integrity and honesty that you put forth. This is just what I want right now right? This is the phase that I'm moving through. And God knows, like humans, like the moon, like we have, you know, so many different phases. And I went through a a long period of time where it was just sex, just the physical raw animal part of myself. And that was a part of myself that I wanted to express. And then I moved into the spiritual and emotional connection. And then now it's more like life path. Like, where do you want to be in five years? And does that sound like where I want to be? And can we help each other get there? And there's so many different aspects. So It sounds like that's precisely right, is that there are women out there. I know there are women out there that just want sex, right? Or just want a physical connection or just physical attraction. So maybe you find one or two people that you can share that with and can meet you there. And then you just leave the emotional and spiritual stuff aside. But I will say that uh, I think you just said that we, we can't have an emotional connection with someone who has emotional issues but I disagree. I think the deeper the issues is the more opportunity for growth and healing there is there. But again, place that aside and just just look at like, precisely what it is you want. Like, What kind of experience would I like to have one month from now? Right? Who am I with? What are we doing? What's the energy like? How deep are we going? Is it physical? Is it emotional? Is it spiritual? Is it mental? What parts? And you can write this out or you can just visualize it in your head, but start to call for that precise experience, the one that you want to have. Um,
0: I do believe right through trial and error that you have to you have to apply action to every single thought every single thought right example mm-hmm. if you're 14 years old and you're having and you're having thoughts about men you've got to do it you can't be like oh it's gay you can't do that you have to do it you might not be gay It might be a one situation but you have to do it otherwise that thought will stay in your head forever now i've always been aware of this so i have had sex with a lady boys I have had sex with one guy as men women whatever you've got to get it out your head and if you need to do mm-hmm. it again do it again and if you don't need to do it again you tried it and you don't like it That's the end of it. Are you going to do it again? Who knows? If I have a Chinese takeaway right now, I'm not going to have it every week. I might want it in 50 years time. There's no rules in life. You don't have labels in life. You're just flowing and going with feeling. So, for example, growing up, I wanted a girlfriend. Never had that. Then I thought I wanted sex. Then I had sex. I wanted a connection. Now I finally found a connection. There's no sex because you can't be intimate with somebody, my situation, because there's emotional issues. Okay, so I can't have the intimacy, I can't have the emotional connection because then there's no sex. But then I want to have that loving relationship. So then you can't be with somebody, you can't be in a loving relationship and a sexual relationship unless they are completely healed. Because then you won't be on the same page. So it's this constantly, okay, I think it's left and I go right. And then I go right, then it's left. It's almost like quantum physics. When you observe a particle, it becomes a wave what you want you get it and you want something different i'm realizing now that life is not absurd. it's not the particle it's not what you're getting no, it's not what you've it's not what you've got it's the, it's the moving towards it's like the universe keeps spinning life mm-hmm. keeps growing we might see the flower as the end result but in the bigger picture of what is a plant, it just keeps growing and it dies and then the seed forms and it plants another one and it keeps going. So this thing mm-hmm. about settling for relationships, settling for love, it doesn't exist. It's man made. It keeps going. Because as I said, when you connect, you repel straight away. When the sperm and the egg come together, life, planets, tract repel, you know. Um, seed and pollen, Blum. it never ends, so this thing about relationship it literally is man made, hence why no matter what I go, go for love go for sex, they can't have this, kind of that it doesn't exist, I'm trying to get two in one, I'm trying to get the sex and the intimacy and then the emotional side to it without the dependency and the dependency without the financial it doesn't exist, it's man made it's almost like you've seen this in a film, you've seen this in a film, oh I want both of that because I saw them on the bed loving and having sex but it's two different scenes it's fucking fake. It doesn't exist. Um, so, so really, it comes down to a choice. Do I want a Chinese tonight or an Indian? Do I want sex at this moment in my life without a connection? Or mm-hmm. do I want love without the sex? Again, it's not just, okay, I need to decide if I'm gay or not. I need to do this because then that's my life sorted. No, it's a continuous growth. You might be gay now. Then you might not be gay. Then you might. just <laughs> like you want a relationship. Then you won't do it. It doesn't. It keeps evolving based on your thought cycle.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're you're talking about the nature of creation, right? The ability to create a particular um, opportunity for myself. But, you know, so marriage, for example, and strict monogamous bonding among humans as the norm, I think is not helpful, because I think there are many different other relationship styles that would actually serve people much more. But if we look at our close evolutionary ancestors, and a lot of, you know, um, primates, animals, certain birds, penguins um elephants and lions they they bond they pair bond they're in monogamous you know closed uh relationships so i don't think it's entirely a human fabrication and i also i i believe that i understand the experience that you're referring to like when you come together there's an immediate uh, repulsion but lately i haven't been feeling that lately the deeper i go the more i actually want to be with with the partner or, or the people that i'm involved with so maybe you could speak a little bit more about that theory um, where, like, there's a coming together and immediate repulsion, because that's not an experience that I've had lately.
0: If you look at, like, marriages, right, and you could say that, if you, like, people will say never get married because they, they, you know, you fancy them, you have sex, you get together, you move in, and they all say, you know, don't get married, but obviously generalizing it's not everyone right but they say sex stops when you get married why the fuck did i get mad and it's just like this kind of it's what a marriage is like bickering nagging making the wife happy you know all that nonsense right so mm-hmm. that's not kind of what you signed up for when you got together you were in love and you were doing all this stuff and you get to married, and you just you give up it's almost like you surrender you just give up and then you show your true mm-hmm. colors you don't give a shit anymore right but that's not what it should be. It should be about love and serving and being happy all the time. Stereotypically, a marriage isn't happy all the time. Fifty percent of marriages end, but it's stressful. The wife's not giving. There's no sex. Take the bins out. Got the pick. It's not what you signed up for when you first got with somebody. So, yes, I agree that you know penguins and pigeons they stay together. But remember how I said that our grandparents they used to have sex because there was fuck all to do. Like you make a log fire and you have beans by the fire, right? There was nothing <laughs> to do. Penguins. What have they got to do? Nothing. They eat and they're just sitting on the ice. So they're going to mate. Well, what do you have to do? So the man-made life, which is why I say relationships and sex is man-made is that we're not just like penguins and our grandparents sitting by the log fire with nothing to do. So we just get close and then we mate. Life is so hectic with everything. So the circumstances, the n- nature, it's not just natural anymore. It's man-made. <laughs> if I was in a brick house with one girl and nothing to do. And when the sun <laughs> went down, it was just, we're there. We were mating Mm. all the time. I wouldn't need another mate. Hence all the penguins stay with the other penguin. Why would you need Mm. to fuck another penguin if you've got a fuck here? If there was a bigger penguin that was closer with a bigger (laughs) sex drive, then you wouldn't actually attract to that penguin. But because you are close with this penguin and all the other penguins have their own partners, there's no like penguin putting out, I would like a a penguin to fuck. So there's no like energy going out there (laughs) because it's all like together. So same with our grandparents. They literally got together when they're like 15, like 16. and been together forever. So back in those days, it's like one for you, one for me. These days, everyone's got everyone's choice of everything you could ever want. Not only that, but everyone's life is so hectic and busy that you're not just two little penguins with fuck all to do. You've got to do this, you've got to do that, you've got to do this. And that's why Mm. I'm saying that the relationship and the the want in life, relationship, sex, intimacy, because we've seen it, it doesn't really exist now. Maybe it did exist and Mm. it can exist, but it doesn't exist now. And if you think about what a marriage is, it's about just that balance of keeping it together, sickness before health, essentially saying, I know that we're going to stop having sex. It's going to be hard time. There's going to be illness. The kids are going to fucking lose a leg and shit like that. It's you're basically agreeing that I I'm happy to put up with all this shit for the sake of what fucking marriage lifestyle that I agree. (laughs) You can have and create, but it comes down to, are you really happy in that stereotypical marriage lifestyle having to do this and do that? And if the answer is no, don't fucking do it. the answer is yes, mm. you like a nagging wife and you don't have any sex, but it's just what it is. Fantastic. <laughs> um,
1: th- thank you for that. That's really insightful. And I love the way you speak with, with such enthusiasm about the penguins in particular, <laughs> I love that, that train of thought. Uh, okay. So you said everyone's life is hectic. Let me ask you. Well, everyone, is as your... I said,
0: generalizing.
1: Yeah. Is, is your life hectic? Is Oliver's no. life hectic? No. absolutely okay. not. So this isn't a problem that you're struggling with this, this hecticness
0: it's almost like me it's it's almost like would you go down a road that you know there's a blockage would you go down that road if there was a blockage or if there was a car on fire if you're going to have to come back Because I've studied that, I'm no different to anyone else, and I study kind of life in general. You see regular patterns occurring, right? You see Mm -hmm. general patterns. So I know, for example, these patterns exist. Why would I go down that path if I know, for example, that that is probably going to happen? And if I've got my own rule, which is never make the same mistake twice, always trust your gut. If you're going to go down a path and you're going to say to yourself at some point, why did I do that? I knew this was going to happen. Don't do Mm -hmm. it. But you're constantly... I don't go anywhere because I know that it's really not going to give me what I want. So it's like you're better you're to sure? do nothing than to do something if it's the wrong thing to do.
1: I think it's just better to do something, better to do anything rather than nothing, because at least then you have an opportunity to be proven wrong. You mentioned earlier that within the quantum field, there's an infinite number of possibilities. And then on one hand, you're holding on to this perspective that everyone's life is hectic. On the other hand, you're saying my life is not hectic. So therefore, all these problems that all the penguins are having shouldn't apply to me if your life isn't hectic. So why wouldn't you just go and do the thing and, and have the relationship with the, the woman or the partner that you want to? So the reason like, why... What, what's, my... in, what's in your way? What's in Oliver's way? Like, let's leave aside for a moment what's in everyone else's way. What's in your way? Okay, just imagine that you've got... Let's just say people have...
0: People's lives are a rope made with, say, 100 knots. Most people, they don't know how to undo the knots. I, fortunately... Lived next door to Jesus and he taught me how to undo the knots. So I've mm. undone all my knots at 21. I undid every single knot I ever had.
1: So there's I no more healing you have to do at all.
0: I have healed completely. Like, I believe that was the reincarnation of Jesus when I was 21, right? Because of mm. just what happened. Like, I have done all my healing. I've, I've, I'm a pure soul. Like that's what mm-hmm. I'm trying to say. If circumstances are different because, cool. anyway, so just imagine that I've undone all my knots and at 21, I've not got myself into a knot again so Mm -hmm. you say why don't i go down paths for the sake of going down the paths but it's like Mm -hmm. i am i fortunately haven't got myself into a knot since and i know Mm -hmm. if i go down a path from the paths I've been down, because I don't make the same mistake twice, it's almost like going to the casino, knowing the house always wins, and then losing, Mm -hmm. and thinking, why the fuck did I come to the casino? I knew I was going to lose, so I don't go to the casino, and it's like, I feel shit when I have sugar in Coke, so I don't drink Coke, and then I have Coke, why the fuck did I do it? It's almost like, Mm -hmm. I have undone all my knots, that I know all these paths will lead to things that I know I shouldn't have gone down, so I'm I'm just staying on an iceberg, floating, but that's what I'm trying to say. Mm -hmm. Maybe life is about just constantly moving and shifting not necessarily Mm -hmm. going down a path like not going to Mm -hmm. find love not not getting a relationship but searching for relationships so you never actually get that's why they say that Mm -hmm. the chase is what men drive for it's not getting Mm -hmm. it's the chase it's that having to migrate when the temperature changes it's having to find the female it's not getting the Mm -hmm. female because as you say the fucking line comes in seven seconds it's Mm -hmm. having a reason to move and Essentially, everywhere I go, I know that if I go down a path, I'm going to have to come back up and wish I hadn't. So it's almost Mm -hmm. like, unless there's a new path which I haven't explored, I can't go Mm -hmm. down the same paths. Or maybe that's based on my situation financially, for example, where I was enlightened at 21. I was wanted to be a millionaire. I took three years to heal my parents and teach them enlightenment because their marriage is going to fucking go shitty. And then I had to get a part-time job because I didn't have my business anymore. And then three years after my part-time job, I didn't know what to do maybe i haven't got new paths because i've not got money or a car to go and open up new paths so i'm still in the same cycle of of doors but i've already opened and closed seven years later Mm -hmm. so maybe that is the reason why i don't go down paths anymore because i've gone through all these doors and i can't open new doors without money because you need money to move and to do shit and then new doors will open and then i will be able to go down paths and know okay i don't want to do that again but there'll be so many Mm -hmm. other paths that I will constantly be in flow. So I think that's what it is. Mm -hmm. I've been in the same cycle with the same doors that I've already opened, and there's no new doors that have occurred. That is what it is. That's what it is.
1: Mm -hmm. That's what it is. It sounds like you might actually have knots, right, on this rope of life around like money or finances or relationships or sex or sexuality because – you know, I, I would challenge anyone that says that my work is done, that everything is complete. Because if that were true, then you wouldn't have the desire for something that you don't presently have, right? Desire is something that drives us to, to change where we're at. And there's nothing wrong with wanting a different experience, right? I'm never going to tell anyone that you should be having a different experience. I'm never going to say you have to be like taller or shorter or faster or slower or fatter and skinnier. But if someone comes to me and says, I want to be faster or I want to be skinnier, because they genuinely want to for them, not because culture and media says, but if someone says, I want to have a monogamous relationship, I want to get married, I want to be poly, I want to have threesomes, if someone says these are the things I desire, then I'm like, okay, you know, how are we going to get there? How are we going to work into this experience that you want to have? Same thing with money. Right? We have so many limiting beliefs around money, and I for a long time was simultaneously projecting into the world the concept that money is the root of all evil, money and greed are bad, only like awful people get rich, while at the same time deeply desiring and wanting that experience. So the universe was getting mixed messages from me. So it's first about getting very clear on the experience that we want to have, and what I hear is that you would prefer to be having an experience where you have more money and more relationships. So those are your growth edges, right? That's what you're here to work on, at least for the time being.
0: Um, so to your answer for that thing about I might have knotted ropes because I'm seeking something. When you seek something, you want to change. I had always seeked everything outside, right? And then I was 21, and I was pretty much in meditation for two years straight where I had no ideas, no entrepreneurial mindset. I didn't seek any relationships. I didn't chase relationships. I didn't have any money. I didn't work. I was just... Walking and nature so I had no Thoughts I was basically a chimp With no thoughts mm-hmm. And there was no brain activity So now it's like Okay I can't be a Monk in a modern civilization because that's Not how it works okay if you want to be a monk Go and live in a forest right where there's just nothing But nothing so then I decided I want to live in the modern world So I need to make money and what do I want In the modern world I want a car I want a house I want sex I want TV so my brain starts kicking in And I start seeking relationships, seeking ways to make money, and seeking this. So I don't have any knots. Like I am, I'm I can't explain it, right? I am just Mm. I don't have knots. I knew the importance of greed. Like I had bullying and I had trauma and I never dealt with it until I was 21. And I was Mm. going through bullying that happened when I was like six, seven years old, replaying situations and crying and grieving. And I knew the process. I knew what I had to do. And amazingly enough, I hadn't seen these people for say eight years or 15 years, whatever, since I left school. And I saw them three days in a row because I was so focused on them for the first time. That is, uh, you know, like thoughts become things. That was phenomenal Mm -hmm. for me. I saw this guy three days in a row because I was healing and forgiving him. And I reached out to him on Facebook and I said, I forgive you. But I never thought about them or saw them ever since. And that was phenomenal. Mm -hmm. When our thoughts can push people away as well as attract Mm -hmm. them. That was phenomenal Mm -hmm. when I saw them three days in a row. But yeah,
1: Mm -hmm. I don't
0: have knots. And I know people like to... They like to tell themselves that they don't when they do. But Mm -hmm. I can honestly say that I have grieved because I knew the importance of grieving everything. I've even grieved my father's death, who's alive, because I didn't want it Mm -hmm. because I knew the pain that I'd eventually have to go through if he died. I have grieved my Mm -hmm. parents' death. So in my mindset, I imagine them dying. And what would I do? I would grieve and I'd let go. And I'd say, Dad, you're amazing, whatever. And I'd go about my life and I'd talk about my father because most people who are in pain don't speak about the pain and I would make the effort mm-hmm. to speak about it all the time so my dad's alive and he's fine and healthy but I've already processed that information so that I can I'm prepared for that shock you don't know when it's going to happen so mm-hmm. I can honestly say that I've grieved everything that I ever had to as I said I've gone through all my knots because I knew mm-hmm. the importance of doing it. and I want to travel the world and hear and enlighten people right and I knew that I can't practice what I preach because I'm a big word of if I know mm-hmm. I'm lying to myself. If I haven't healed, I can't be telling you how to heal because I'm lying. And I can't be seen as lying because I pride myself I'm not lying. I can't practice what I preach. People won't take me seriously as a teacher and a mentor if I have got my own shit to deal with. So you have mm-hmm. to be able to, to be pure. And when you say you need to do this, and they say, but why should I do it? Have you done it? I can't be like, yes, and realize and my mindset. set. I'm going, no, I'm right. i can not I'm lying. And people will know, so I have healed, mm-hmm. so I can be pure and say, look, I've been through all this shit, you can get yourself out of it, so yeah, I haven't got any knots.
1: <laughs> yeah, so you're referring to knots as like like a baggage, like emotional part of myself that I haven't healed from the past, right?
0: Yeah, so like trauma, yeah. things you've not dealt with, things you've run away from, yeah. issues you've not c- occurred, yeah, grievances, just things mm-hmm. that you knew you should have done back then, but you didn't do, mm-hmm. it's still in your head as you know. You have to go back mm-hmm. and do it. And because uh, I, I I, I knew it from, you know, 21, I literally was spending fucking thousands of hours watching YouTube videos all through the night whilst I was sleeping. I didn't even know what I was listening to. I was waking up just forgiving people and giving people money and getting my things back. And it, I, all through the night, like, I can't explain. Days and weeks and weeks and months and months and months. Fucking thousands of hours of YouTube videos forgiving Healers, Law of Attraction, and during the day.
1: Mm-hmm
0: i i knew i had to do it as you said you you Mm -hmm. you you close every door or don't bother there's no point Mm -hmm. closing a few if you're gonna have to go back and close them it's almost like if Mm -hmm. i wanted to go into the future and i'd have to come back and do something Come running from i can't completely go into the future it's like Mm -hmm. if you go on holiday to spain or america and you forget something you can't come back so you need to make sure you've got all your shit with you when you go and i realized if i want to do what i need to do i can't go back and to talk my parents' shit out, they've got to already be healed before I go. Hence why I spent four years healing them. So when I go traveling the world, they're healed. I don't want to come back and they're arguing and having to deal with their shit because I can't completely do it.
1: Mm. And they don't um, argue anymore?
0: Don't argue anymore. Falling back in love, synchronicity, yeah. every problem they ever run from is dealt with. Every problem they kept from each other, every fucking thing. I mm. undid every single knot of me and I undid every single knot of them because I realized my knots were their knots. I had to do
1: it. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. That sounds really lovely yeah it sounds like you you have a, a lot of skill in in relationship coaching you know or or mediation of these these conversations so you have a lot to offer right you have a lot to give the world the question always comes down to how am i going to do that right or, or what's in my way presently what obstacles have i set up against these experiences that i want to be having but if there's no more work to do based on the past then the next job that Any enlightened master has is to share these teachings and this knowledge with with the others right to to help others get to our level but I do hear that you saying that um, being at a certain vibration right like improving your level of consciousness makes uh, your level of consciousness today better than it was in the past and it's a challenging thing to put into words because at the same time it sounds like whenever I say that that I'm putting judgment on other people and I'm saying if you're You know, not at the level that I'm at. You're somehow worse than me.
0: No, I understand. It feels like you're superior and it's not, it's nothing to do with that. Just imagine that superior is like in terms of ranking and business and like military, superior, your superior is the one above you. Now, we're all energy, so there's no superior, there's no inferior. But in terms of vibration, if you measured every human being's frequency, people who are more spiritually aware, monk, Buddha, Jesus will vibrate on a high vibration. So you could say in terms of energy, that their energy is more superior. But in terms of humans, we're all the same. We've all got the same mm. shit. All the shit you have and everyone else has, I had. Not worse, not better. I had shit. I was fortunate enough to be able to undo my knots. Some people are fortunate, some people aren't. Some people might get there in 50 years, some people might not. So it's nothing mm. to be nothing to do with being superior. It's just mm-hmm. it's just a way somebody would describe Someone who they feel is ab- is above them Superior is mm-hmm. where inferior is when you feel someone is Okay, inferior is when you feel someone is above you So in terms of relationships with me If I'm with somebody and they know that I am a wise, healed person and they're not They might feel inferior to me So it's them giving a word for me Where superior is me feeling I'm above them I do mm-hmm. not feel above anyone, but people feel inferior to me. And I know that because people say it, okay, you're intimidated, inf- intimidated, interior, whatever. I know that because I've, I've dealt with it my whole life. You call it arrogant, mm-hmm. cocky. It's just confidence, whatever, right? But I know that. Mm-hmm. I don't see myself as big as anyone. I am fortunate enough to have a level of awareness that most people do not have. I know that. That's mm-hmm. not superiority. That's just... That is, it's almost like a fact, right? I know this from experience. I speak to a lot of people I know, and people say, mm-hmm. "How do you humbly say something without somebody saying you're you're a cocky prick?" Again, it's like mm-hmm. some people say this is good, that is bad. It's just a mixture of both, but it's nothing to do with superiority. It's people feel inferior to somebody who they see as somebody they want to be. But
1: mm-hmm.
0: well, that's their perception, not my perception. Does that make sense?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And you can let them, you can let people feel whatever they want to feel. You can let people feel superior or inferior. I think there's nothing wrong with having a feeling. And I think it's trying to suppress that and judge that and push it aside. That causes all the crisis and the calamity that anyone ever experiences. Um, So here's a question. This question's, I guess, like for me, like, I'm curious, how do I figure out what my knots are? If, if I can't see them or if I'm not aware of them, can you give me any pointers as to what I might do like today, tonight, to like really dive in to 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 see what my knots are if I feel that I might have some.
0: So imagine you've got a long piece of rope, right? Let's just you say you've got a thousand knots in that rope. The last rope is your thousandth knot. It's very hard to go back to the first knot, okay? Because each knot has come from the knot before. So you can't go back to the first knot. You can't go to you and your say five and then go to six, seven to eight. Because it's going to be hard, because you're trying to pluck something out of the air. You're trying to. It's like a when somebody says, "Tell me what I need to know." Well, it needs to be a specific question, right? Otherwise, you don't know where to start. So you go back in time from the last knot and just know that that knot is connected to the last knot, and that's connected to the last knot, which is connected to you when you are a young person. So you go mm. back to your last knot. So, for example, you, your last knot might be, your an uh, issue with a parent or an issue with a lover, right, or a boss. So you go back to that and you realize, okay. I didn't want that to happen, I don't want it to happen again, what can I do to make that not happen again, how can I resolve this now, how can I kind of make peace with that person, myself, whatever, so you essentially go to your boss and say, look, I'm really sorry for the shit I caused you, even if it's a job like fucking two months ago, he's not expecting you to reach out to him, this is what I did, right, you reach out to your boss and say, look, I'm sorry that this happened, maybe some colleagues, I'm sorry that this happened, I, uh, Please forgive me. I forgive you. Now, you might not speak mm. to them again, but you've healed yourself from something that was an issue then. And then you, so you feel good about it. And then you go back to one before that. It might have been an ex-girlfriend so you essentially reach out to them and say look i'm sorry for the person i was i'm trying to be a better person please tell me how i can be a better person and they feel good that they you are they are being heard and you hear your worst trait, which most people don't want to hear and then you take them on board and you heal and you keep going back eventually it'll be for example work to relationships probably to parents and probably to siblings and then to friends because it's all come from one thing so you then reach out to all of your friends and there's always a reason why an issue occurred with a friend or a colleague or whatever. It's a part of you that was in harmony with that person. Now, it might be their fault, might be your fault, but you still want to know because you want to know how to not make it happen again. So then your boss is mm-hmm. look, every time I told you something, you used to smile at me and it seemed to be sarcastic. And that is why he had an attitude towards you. So now you learn mm-hmm. for the future, people might take my smile as sarcasm, even though I'm just smiling because I'm a nice, happy person. Mm-hmm. So you have to be aware that most people aren't going to be like, happy all the time, and they might take a positive, okay, that's fine, As is uh, like an attitude or sarcastic, but it's not. It's like, rather than being negative to a negative person, you go, okay, no problem, they go, why being sarcastic? So you learn for future, when you're around negative people, smiling makes them angry. So then you keep going Mm. back in time. So then you sort of go, for example, to siblings, and then friends, childhood friends. Why did we fall out? And it's because I used to always speak to his girlfriend. And it's like, right, so if I've got friends, and I fancy one of their person one of their friends. Don't just go speak to them because I can do what the fuck I want out of mm-hmm. respect. Say to your friend who you might not even speak to anymore. Hi, I know you used to speak to this person. and you see this person. Is it OK if I speak to them? They're like, yeah, sure. No problem, buddy. Again, mm-hmm. all stuff that I've gone through because it's about keeping peace. What you don't want to happen is then you hear. You, you, you speak to this new person and then they find out and then they have an attitude towards you and you're at a pub and they look at you evilly. You Mm -hmm. want to be on the same page as as many people as possible. You want to be in harmony with as many people as possible. The reason why my parents' marriage almost fucked up is because the communication wasn't there. You need Mm -hmm. to excessively communicate, whereas many people are on the same page. It's almost like if everyone could see each other's thoughts, would Mm -hmm. they all know the same thing? And obviously that is hard to do. But you can do that by reaching out to as many people as possible making sure we all connect so you go you know to the siblings the brothers the friends the parents to neighbors and because it, it all connects like it all connects and you go down to to childhood and like why was i angry when my friend spoke to that girl because i liked her when i was growing up so that's mm-hmm. an issue you never dealt with so you might still like that person but you think you did because you did then but you've like 37 now for example. And yet that thought's in your head still. So you need to sort of go through the emotion of, okay, I did like her, but I don't anymore. Let that go. Essentially, all your thoughts are in your head still. You have to organise your thoughts. Is that relevant now? Yes, it. If it's Mm -hmm. not, let it go. Like with the bullion to go through all these people things i held a grudge over it gave me made me feel a certain way when i held a grudge or when i did something let it go mm-hmm. as if they're there in your mind like go to your mindset tell them in your mind i forgive you let it go ask them why did we argue it's like if a parent grandfather dies you can speak to them still it's not that they're there speaking to you or whatever it's just you can mm-hmm. you thinking what would they say so you might not see a friend anymore but you can imagine what he would say and you'd be like why did mm-hmm. we fall out bro And you could almost get the answers. And as long as you keep doing that and the better you feel, the more you want to keep going into the past. And you will get through knots like every argument you have with your father, every argument you with your mother, friends, relationships. There's a reason why you argued. You were not in harmony. Why did we argue? So there was an argument before dinner. What happened at the dinner table? Your mother, for example, she made the wrong Yorkshire pudding for the roast dinner. Right. And so it's like, Mm. okay, well, if my mother had made the right Yorkshire pudding, we wouldn't have argued. But if my father had got the right Yorkshire pudding in the first place, we wouldn't have argued. So it's like, right. When the wife tells me to get something, it's not a joke to forget. Listen, be responsible, be reliable. If you're not going to get the right thing, don't fucking bother. Make sure you write it down. if You've got a shit memory. So you bring Mm. all these things into the future, which is why why they happened in the past You Mm -hmm. often in the past run from them because you don't have to deal with them. So you have to go back and understand why it occurred, heal, and bring it forward in the future. So it was almost like a time machine where you kind of condense the past and the future to present because you're bringing through all the problems to the present. You're dealing with them in the present. You know Mm -hmm. how to deal with them in the future, which doesn't exist because it's the present. Uh, Does that give you the answer? (laughs) Mm
1: -hmm.
0: (laughs) That's the only way I can explain it. (laughs)
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's really, really helpful. Um, hmm. It's a lot, lot to take in. I do definitely resonate with uh, everything that you're suggesting about communication being vitally important for any partnership, any friendship. And I think that's an area of life that a lot of us could improve. And I think really putting forth with as much honesty and integrity What my experience is, is often what I start with. So one way to diffuse um, any argument before it arises is to lead anything with saying something like, it's my perception that or it's my experience that or like I have this feeling inside my body around something that you've said or done. Because as soon as I project onto someone and say, you made me feel or like it's your fault then I've put the blame on the person that I'm corresponding with and I've taken no accountability or responsibility for, you know, my part and the feelings that have arisen in me. It's been really true and I found it really interesting and insightful based on my posting on Instagram that I'll, I'll put up a post and some of them, some people say like this is really triggering, this is offensive, this is upsetting. And then there's another group of people that say this is empowering, this is inspiring, this is enlightening. So which is it? Is it A or is it B? And in fact, it's both because it's how it's received by the person on the other end. So I'm always as compassionate and thoughtful as I can be. And if I'm found wrong, right, like if I'm found that I I could have, you know, been more compassionate or more kind in something that I said, then I own that. I turn around and I say, you know what? I'm sorry. I'm sorry that I wasn't able to, you know, meet you with as much compassion as I could possibly come up with. But after that, like after I've taken accountability for my part in any exchange, the rest is on the other person. And I think that's where people trip up is that they're unwilling or unable or they don't know how to take responsibility for their own emotional shit. Because if I'm triggered, I'm always triggered because of something in the past. It's always some past part of my story that I've held on to. And I've said that's actually still true, because if something if i don't believe at all that what someone is saying is true then it's not going to trigger me and i use this example and this is you know maybe a silly example but if you say hey richard you know what you're a um a purple unicorn i'd be like well i'm not purple i have no horn that's clearly not true whatever right it like washes right over me it just blows right by and and it's just insane to even be, begin to consider this prospect as true but if you said hey Richard, you're a bad brother to your sister. You know, you're mean to her. I'd be like, whoa, wait, maybe that's true, right? Maybe some part of that story is still alive in me. And I'd have to go back in time and think of it the last few times that I interacted with my sister. I'd have to think, you know, what did I say? How was I? What was our interaction like? And I'd have to check. And if I have to check at all, then some part of me still believes that, yeah, maybe I'm a bad brother, By and large, most of me understands today that I'm a good brother to my sister, and I'm just using this as an example. But if I can get very firm and very clear on what's true, then anything that anyone says isn't going to impact me. It's going to move right through me.
0: Um, What I will say is that sibling rivalry always goes back to childhood, right? For example, our parents die and there's two siblings. Money creates issues, right? And it's like, why does that? Why was why does the money create issues? Like your brother and sister, you're supposed to love each other. And it always comes down to childhood. Did one child or sibling feel like they got more attention than love from the parent? And it's a way to get back, way to get the upper hand. And I have noticed this through studying, especially my own family. I've I've seen it. Okay. If you don't resolve childhood issues, even if even if it's like not there anymore. Right, even if they're not speaking Mm -hmm. about it, it's still there. Right, you might be, for example, on the same page with a sibling because you're older and mature, but those issues when you did that, how you did this, how you used to always take her food, how you used to always hit her, how you used to it's still there, maybe not in Mm -hmm. your mind, but it's subconsciously in her mind. And so these knots we don't even know exist, and the only way you undo them, as I said, is. Purposely going out your way to forgive and communicate to people who not even thinking about you anymore Like I bully people growing up because I was bullied, right? And so mm-hmm. I reached out to them when I was going through my healing and I said look I'm really sorry of how I treated you. It's because I was being bullied, but no one understood because I kept it in and they said mm-hmm. Oh, fine. What the fuck are you on about seven fuck off ten years ago. No problem. That <laughs> sets them free It set me mm-hmm. free. It set them free just by hearing that I am sorry It does set them free. So, for example, going back to, say, your sister, for example, if there is any issues, you'd say, look, next time you see her, I'm sorry that I did this when I was seven. I'm sorry I did this to you when mum did that when I was ten. What the fuck are you on about, bro? Who cares? But no, 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 please. just I'm sorry. I'm really sorry. You have to, like, the communication. At that time, that would have given her an emotional reaction, feeling good or feeling bad. She is still vibrating at that frequency, even though she's not, consciously aware of it because that made her feel a certain way and that's in them. It's it's stored in a cell somewhere. So going back and saying, look, sis, Mm -hmm. when that happened, when this happened at Christmas, when I hit you, whatever, I'm really sorry. I did this because I was angry because I was secretly gay and I couldn't come out the closet. There's reasons for everything. Mm -hmm. It's about openly communicating, over communicating unnecessarily when you do not have to. Right? I make the point of communicating so much that you know everything that there's like almost an impossible way to fuck up. It's almost like mm-hmm. I go to the shopping centre for my mum, okay? My dad always forgets and gets the wrong thing. That's not acceptable. So when I go shopping, I make sure that if I'm unsure, I call my mum. I called her six mm-hmm. times today because... She wanted dried apricots, but it says sun-dried apricots. I wasn't sure, mm-hmm. if it was sun-dried or dried. I called her. I called her again. There's no raisins. What shall I get instead? I didn't make any judgment of. I think you should get raisins. She did not give me executive decision to make that decision. Okay, if she mm-hmm. says you choose, I can do what I want, and she can't blame me because she gave me authority. Mm. If she's giving me an order, for example, and she's expecting dry raisins specifically for a recipe, it needs to be exactly how she visioned it. So over communicating purposely forgiving about stuff mm-hmm. in the past not only sets you free because you feel like a weight's lifted off your shoulder but they are set them they set themselves free simply by hearing an apology for something that happened years and years and years ago because mm. it's still subconsciously in them and then they will go they will take time when you are not there anymore and they'll think about yeah my brother did do that actually he made me feel shit he was a prick but yeah good on him thank you thank you for doing that they don't think that they'll just be like okay and move on they'll go to sleep they'll replay those stories they'll play replay those childhood issues and the father hitting you whatever they'll replay that shit and they'll go through Mm -hmm. it and they will let that go and that will heal them and they will raise their own vibration that's why it's so important to forgive people not just for you but for them and don't forget in terms Mm -hmm. of quantum physics you are still connected with that energy somebody Mm -hmm. you don't even see a sibling maybe got 10 siblings they live in australia you are still connected on that last vibration if that wasn't a good vibration you've got to ch- you got to raise that frequency and again i speak from experience because i had to do this myself mm-hmm. so over communicating forgiving as many people as possible even if it was fucking 20 years ago even if you call them up and say hey bro hey i'm not seeing you for 20 years why the fuck are you calling me sort of say, i'm sorry why when I was working within the office, I was a cunt to you. I was a cunt because I was—I needed to be gay, but I couldn't come out. And I was stressed, okay? And you pissed me off. You're just forgiving. You're forgiving yourself, but you're forgiving them.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay?
0: It's to, not necessary to do that, to go into the past. But really, it mm-hmm. has a massive importance because the past is the present and the future is the present. It's all fucking one. Mm-hmm. So don't look at it as the past, look at it as the present, look at it, all the shit in the past, every person you ever knew from co- family, school, whatever, just imagine that it was all present right now. And when that person said this to you, and when you did this to your colleague, and when your boss said this to you, and your dad hit you, and your sister hit you with the polished can, imagine that is now. You don't want it to occur tomorrow, so what would you do? You'd say, I'm really sorry, how do we make not this happen again? Mm-hmm. I forgive you, forgive everyone, how do we make this not happen again? make sure you communicate and we're both okay.
1: And what do you do with someone who like, let's say every week they come to you and they say, Oliver, you know, I'm sorry, I'm going to try harder. I'm going to do better. I'm going to remember, you know, what you've, you know, asked me to get at the grocery store. And then a week later, they fuck up again. And then a week later they fuck up again. And now it's five years later and they're still not improving. How do you support someone like that? Or, or do you have to just cut them off? Right? This is actually a, a, a present um issue that's happening between two of uh two people that are very close to me that are are just reliving the same pattern
0: so for example a family member is often vibrating near the same frequency as you compared to a friend right so they're often going to be in your life for longer than a friend because you're the same energy and the same energy attracts back if it's a family member you have to have a choice do i want this family member in my life or not Okay, so really all you can do is over communicate. So don't be angry, be disappointed, right? That's what they will say. Don't be, you'll say fucking useless every single time. You never listen. That doesn't work. Hence why marriages are often that same pattern of he never listens. It's just the game, right? He never listens. Husband or wife, she nags, whatever, right? But really... As of my parents, I solved all these typical marriage issues. Mum used to be like, oh, it's normal for every marriage to be like this. I'm like, okay, well, fine. No sex for you. You're always arguing. Do you want that? Fine. Fine by me. I don't give a shit, right? Be like everyone else. You tell me to be <laughs> an individual, be like everyone else. Exactly. You haven't got an answer. So if they're gonna be in your life forever, communicate. Sometimes if you can't, as you said, you can't teach people, they've got to get there themselves. You can't you can bring a horse to water, but you can't make it drink. So for example, In your situation, if you know a friend or a family member is likely to be in your life for a long time and you want them in your life and you know Mm -hmm. they've got the ability to get there on their own because they're on a spiritual journey, it might take a little longer, just just kind of guide them. If you realise that these people push comes to shove they don't really have the willpower to make change themselves aka independent rather than dependent they're always going to need somebody to get them there and they can't do it by themselves unfortunately it's like trying to revive a dead person it's like trying to get chemo for cancer which has already spread so much that it's already taken over you've got to assess Mm -hmm. the situation is this body going to come back alive by breathing into it is it worth my energy pumping the answer is yes pump Mm
1: -hmm. if you get
0: them alive teach them or guide them or put, help them whatever so it doesn't happen again so you can say look I know you forgot and you got the wrong thing I'm gonna get it myself next time oh no, no 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 oh I'll try better if you could I'd really appreciate that because I needed specific ingredients to make a pie because grandma was coming over and she's gl- glucose intolerant so then I didn't tell you this but I had to bin the pie and go and get my own Recipes, because otherwise I will kill Gran. So now he mm-hmm. feels guilty. So you purposely make somebody feel guilty, which is the disappointment thing. Like when a child, when a child always wants a reaction from the parent, right? And it's almost like, oh, you've you've done this. I'm disappointed. Like you, uh, it's like when a dog pisses on the on the couch, you're disappointed. Don't tell him off because he, it doesn't understand. Be disappointed because it's mm. a different feeling. It's almost like I had high expectations of you, you let me down, that's awful. You can't attack somebody for, for forgetting something because they didn't mean to forget and and it makes them feel shit. You've got to be like, look, you forgot my shit. I forgive you, but I really relied on you. I really needed this ingredient for this pie and I had to go and get it myself. They feel bad, oh, I'll make better effort next time. And if they fuck up again, it makes them feel even worse, that now they really make an effort next time not to fuck up. Mm. Whereas a friend, for example, as I said, if you don't think that they're going to end up getting there themselves, it's time to let friends go, and you will find new friends. Like I, I speak a lot about letting friends go who you're not on the same page with. That's why I've got no friends, because yeah. everyone I had, I was I was parenting them, I couldn't get them here just wasted my energy and I realized you could only teach you people ask. Right. Mm. And because I could, my family were going to be here. I could literally control them and force them to change. Whereas friends, you can't, right? Cause you don't know mm-hmm. where they started with my family. I came from them so I could do it. Right. Um, so yeah, if the friends aren't going to be present with you in the future, you got to let them go. Unfortunately, if you can't revive them. If they're going to, mm-hmm. you can revive them and they're going to be coming with you in the future. You can't tell, you can't attack. You can't just be like, you're useless. You have to be Look, like, you've got to kind of parent them and teach them and a disappoint. I was disappointed in you and and not just sound disappointed because that's almost like you're trying to control their mind. It's almost like I wasn't disappointed. I wasn't angry disappointed. You're trying to manipulate it. The point is that you want them to get better. So you've got to, you've got to make them feel emotion. You've got to express how you feel like mm-hmm. I needed this and I couldn't do this. Like, don't swear. Don't get angry. Just communicate. And say, look, please, Mm. next time, if you don't think that you can get the right thing, tell me. I'll get it myself. It's not an issue. But if you're going to go to shopping center for me, please get the right thing. Because I specifically needed eggs for this. You got me a duck egg. I needed a chicken egg. It's two different things, right? Please Mm -hmm. make them feel bad and they won't do it again. But you're not making them feel bad because you want to make them feel bad. It's the only way to change because they feel your emotions and they don't want to make you feel bad because they love you you love people at the end of the day you want to make them feel good um so it's really just the psychology between how to get things done you can't like attack employees you gotta nurture them and give them you gotta make them feel good you know go and play ping mm. pong and have a nap come in when you want you can't be like you gotta be on it this time you gotta work for eight hours it's fucking robotic humans don't work like that
1: Mm. and and then if they can't change or refuse to or unable to you're saying you have to cut them off sooner or later right?
0: Becomes a point where you have to put one before two, okay? I believe that if you are okay yourself and you've eaten yourself, you can serve as much food as you want, right? If an animal's got enough carcass to himself, anyone can join. But if he is starving, he's now got to put himself first. So eventually, it's how is it affecting your emotional well-being and energy levels and how it makes you feel? Trying to do this with this other person, does it make you feel good? Are you getting anywhere? How does it affect you? Is there change? If mm-hmm. there's change, you feel good. So you keep going and the more they change, the more you feel good. But if it's like you're beating a dead horse, you're not going anywhere, blood out of the a stone, it's affecting you emotionally, sexually, physically. You've got to think yourself. When you've given as much as you can to the other person, you then have to put one before two. And that is okay. Because mm-hmm. then what happens is, is you raise your energy, you attract amazing new people. But it's all part of the process. Like I try to hear all my old friends and I realized I couldn't, and I let them go. People go mm-hmm. through that process, as I said. If you're thinking about fucking men, you've got to do it. Even if you're not gay, you've got to do it, because it will stay in your head. You've got to, as I said, do I want love? Find love. It's not about sex. And I realize it, I can't get the love without the sex. Then I focus on it. You have to go through the mm-hmm. motions of trial and error, trial and error, trial and error. Mm-hmm. Even if you know at the end of the day what I'm saying you're going to get there, you still have to go down that path yourself. That's why you can't mm-hmm. tell people the path to enlightenment. They have to... You have to guide them by saying, look, this is what's going to happen. So they can recognize and sort of stay focused. But you can't mm-hmm. get them there because you have to go through the healing yourself.
1: Mm-hmm. I do understand what you're referring to. Like if something's in your head that you have to express it, you have to let that emotion out somehow. But, you know, and and for example, the example you're using that if you want to be with a man, go do that with a man, right? Provided that there's consent. What if the thoughts in my head or what if I'm I'm supporting someone who's got like uh, thought that they want to hurt someone, right? Or they want to like kill a cat or or something, right? Like, what if someone has like a violent uh, like thing that they want to express that's inside them? What what can you do with that?
0: So, for example, right, if you call the police, okay, if you've got like a, a sixteen a fourteen year old person who's been abused by a father, right, he's an angry person, he's killing cats. Calling mm-hmm. the police isn't really going to do anything because they put him in jail and the problem's still there. So, actually, letting karma get him. Is the better way. For example, you don't call the police, something will happen. He'll feel the pain that he's inflicting on that cat. He won't kill the cat again. If you put him in jail, he's gonna be angry, the system's against him, no one, no one, no one's supporting me, he's gonna have the anger. So sometimes letting the universe do something is better than say man-made. If, for example, you can't karma's not affecting that person, it's gonna affect other people in a negative way, which you could have prevented. Right. It's like eating bad food, getting cancer when you knew you shouldn't have had all this, this diseased food, right? You mm-hmm. you could have done something about it. So for example, if it kills a cat, you could have done something about it. So if you can't really let karma do its bit and you can't teach that person, you've got a sort of and the universe can't take control. But you don't want that that guilt of I could have done something,
1: mm-hmm.
0: regardless whether it was karma or man-made, I could have prevented that. It's almost like the coronavirus. You you went out thinking, I'll be okay. That person died. That's affected their family. You could have prevented that. If, for example, that person might kill a cat and he's not listening to you, you have to think of yourself. Would I feel guilty if he killed a cat? The answer is Mm -hmm. yes. You have to call the police. You have Mm -hmm. to then use man-made tools to kind of keep yourself to, you, you have to think of yourself and if you can't do it yourself you've got to call the police if nature mm-hmm. and the universe can't do anything and it's going to affect you call the police which kind of stops him from killing a cat for the seven years in prison and after mm. that that's not, nothing to do with you because you took action right. there and then you put preventive measures in place i
1: like
0: that that mm. now you are guilt-free if he kills a cat after seven years none of your business because no problem mm. because you did something to to help now which if you didn't do would affect you because you wish you'd done it. Apart from Mm. that, I have done that for me. Whatever happens, happens. I can't Mm -hmm. control it. But for me, I took action in the best way I could. And if he kills a cat, I'm just another animal. (laughs) I can't stop every other animal on this planet. There's 8 billion human beings. I can't (laughs) fucking help everybody. (laughs) But if, for example, it was your neighbor's cat, you'd feel guilty. You did something.
1: Mm -hmm. That's really helpful. Um, I have to get going in a couple of minutes because I have another call coming up.
0: Okay, quickly, do you want to plug anything you want to plug? Because I need to get a toilet as well, so we can actually end this here. Plug any socials and whatever. Uh,
1: Yeah, my uh, Instagram is a good way to reach me. Rich reflect. Anything Other else you want to... I think that's it. Maybe I'll share with you also the event that we have on Friday. It's at 9 p.m. on my time, so it might not work out for timing because I think it would be middle of the night for you. Uh, but at 9 p.m., we we jump on and we do... Uh, an event on Zoom called Confessions and Overshares. Uh, it's 18 plus, and the whole idea behind that is to talk about edgy, taboo, uncomfortable topics like sex and drugs and being a shitty person. and It's a lot of fun. We have about 20-25 people that drop in, and, and we just share experiences and fantasies and, and all sorts of things like that, that I haven't had the, the space in society to express, because I do understand that all these parts are just parts of our human experience, and having a container to vocalize some of these things is is really really fun and really empowering so i'm going to share that with you uh, on instagram but other than that yeah thanks for your time this is a really lovely way to connect and yeah had fun
0: all right i'm going to stop this correct there i'll just say goodbye If you've enjoyed this episode, I have many more for you to listen to, so go back and have a look at the old ones. Also, make sure that you have subscribed and notifications are turned on so you know when I've released a new one. Follow me on Instagram, yeskingoliver. Have a great day.